As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The UEFA Women's Champions League has a new format, several contenders for the title, big-name teams, and a broadcast deal that makes all of its games available to stream for free. The Athletics' Charlotte Harper is here to run through what you should watch for in the Champions League Match Day 3, which kicks off today. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, November 9th. Okay, I have Charlotte Harper here with me. Uh, Charlotte, you cover... All sorts of things for uh, for the Athletic UK. Uh, one of them being uh, women's football, including the Women's UEFA Champions League. Um, the competition has made a lot of changes uh, to its format entering this season, and I think that's kind of interesting. So, would you mind running through sort of what those changes are and how, why they were made, and what sort of impact they've had on the competition so far? Sure. So, the first big change is that the competition's round of sixteen used to be a knockout phase now it's a group stage and that group stage uh, takes a round robin format so there are four teams in each group and they play each other twice uh, home and away very similar to the to the men's champions league exactly yeah this yeah. format is is getting closer to the men's um the europe's top leagues used to have two qualifying places and they would in the past, enter at the round of 32 stage. But then that was two uh, legs and you could be knocked out straight away. Now, okay. um, the top six associations have three spots. So, um, like for in the WSL last year, Chelsea, Manchester City and Arsenal qualified and they enter at different stages of the competition. So, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and Bayern Munich they entered automatically to the group stages that we're in now because they won their domestic leagues. Um, but because of the format change as well, there's been an expanded qualifying route. So the qualifying route was a lot more convoluted. That's where Arsenal entered in the first round and also okay. Manchester City then entered in the second round. And what sort of, uh, why were these changes made, uh, as, as best you can tell? So, um it was trying to ensure that uh, at least 
10 associations are represented in the group stage. So it was a decision made to um, develop elite women's football um, and also uh, guarantee more matches in the competition for those who have qualified. Otherwise, you spend all of your kind of domestic campaign thinking we're going to get to the Champions League, you enter the round of 32 and then you're knocked out straight away. Right. And with the qualifying path as well, it was an attempt to reduce the number of landslide victories as you'll have teams entering into the round of 32 coming against the big heavyweights and it was just, you know, no competition. So a lot tastier ties to be expected. Yeah, this is something we're familiar with a little bit uh, in the United States and something I was going to ask about, actually, because obviously the example that everybody that was became mainstream news here was mainly coming in the World Cup. So you see the U.S. beating Thailand 13-0. More recently, the U.S. beating uh, Paraguay in a series of friendlies by just a lot of goals. I don't even remember exactly the scores. Do you see games like that happening in the Women's Champions League? And do you... It, have those now been reduced thanks to this new format? Uh, I think it's hard to say um, as they're only yeah. kind of early into the group stages. Um, I think there's arguments for and against. So um, Juventus came up against Chelsea in uh, their, one of their group stage games and Chelsea beat them 2-1. So Chelsea reached the final last year. Juventus have never made it past the round of 32. Um, so there's a lot tighter but then on the other hand you've got uh servette um they got thrashed by wolfsburg 5-0 um uh, likewise leon played benfica and put five past them as well so some i think it's going in the right direction i noticed that you know in the past with the with the women's champions league it kind of seemed like a one-team competition there for a while with leon they won five straight i believe what what kind of contributed to that dominance? And do you think that that is still kind of a dynasty, I guess, that that uh, that still exists? Or is it is it a much more competitive at the top end as well? Yeah, it's really interesting to kind of pinpoint exactly why Leon were so dominant um, for so long. It was almost as if um, they owned it. <laughs> And they owned everything. And then considering also that the, the French de domestic league is not as close um, as um, England's league, for example, you thought, wow, when you come up against the big guns and you're not being tested domestically, how do you keep pulling it out over and over again? But there was a real kind of change of the guard last year, uh, especially when Lyon uh, got knocked out in the quarters um, by PSG and um, Barcelona really made their impact. And I was at the final in Sweden, Barcelona against Chelsea, and Barcelona just had so much swagger. They were, even yeah. in their pre-match press conference, they were so confident um, with their game, and not arrogant, I wouldn't say that, but just, you know, really went into thinking, we're going to make a mark and make an impact. And boy, they did that in the final be beating Chelsea. Um, and so I think if this is like talking about the dynasty of Leon, that is definitely changing also with their rivals, PSG, really kind of nipping at their heels as well. So I think this is why tune into the Champions League, because you've got some big names and 
it's not just going to be all Leon, Leon by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was I was very excited to see Barcelona doing so well because actually one of the last games that I personally went to before the pandemic was uh, the United States versus Spain. They played in the She Believes Cup uh, here in uh, here in New York, actually just outside of New York and New Jersey. And um, I saw Spain play and I saw uh, Alexia Puteas play for Spain. And I was just like, who is this player? She's amazing. She reads the game so well. She's kind, she's almost like, you know, I hate making comparisons to men's players, but frankly, like she's like Iniesta and Xavi, like very Barcelona-esque midfielder and something, something I hadn't seen before. And it was, it was great to see Barcelona sort of embody that same style on the women's side. Are, are there any other teams uh, that you think are threats to win this competition that you think you you know people should definitely make time to watch? Well, Arsenal um, are really making the headlines here in the UK uh, because yeah, as they often do. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to have like any really really tough ties uh, until the FA Cup final where they're going to play Chelsea on December the fifth. Um, you can read an article by Art de Roche on the on the Athletics website about that. That's not to take their Champions League group stage games um, lightly. They've also got Barcelona December the 9th, four days later. So that's going to be a, a real tough week for them. But the way they're doing and the momentum they're building, the players that they've brought in, obviously, uh, US will know Taven Heath, but the, the depth that they have to their squad is, is really impressive. And they're just, um, they're making it look so easy, even... Manager Jonas Adevel saying was like, I'm kind of fed up of saying the number of positives I have to say about this team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, Arsenal lost to Barcelona 4 uh, 1 in the first Champions League group stage game. Um, so, it'll be really interesting to see how Arsenal changed their tactics to cope with the threat of Barcelona. And Adevel was just, you know, rightly praised Barcelona's attacking threat. Um, I think Wolfsburg have a point to prove. The fact that they held Chelsea uh, to a three-all draw. You know, they're two times winners, three times runners-up. They have the experience and know what it's like to, to play in the competition and, and get to those um, crucial stages. Uh, Leon, don't dismiss them. They're, they're top of their group, scored eight, haven't conceded any. Um, and that's why this competition is so exciting this year, because it's not a, a one-horse race. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, I think to start off, so just to set the scene for everybody, we've been through two match days already in the Women's Champions League. We're entering the third 
where all the teams are going to play. Uh, Charlotte, I'd like to go sort of window by window with you through these next two days and all these matches. Uh, each sort of kickoff window has two simultaneous games happening. In the United States, Eastern Time, they happen at 12.45 p.m. in the early window and then 3 p.m. in the late window. Again, all these games in the United States are uh, streamed for free on YouTube, so there's kind of no excuse not to watch. Um, I'd like to go through each of these windows with you and have you pick one game of the two for people to, to keep an eye on. Uh, how's that sound? Yeah, that's that's great. All right. So starting off with uh, a team name that I should have maybe started to learn how to pronounce before I started recording with you. Uh, Zitlabud? One? Yeah, let's go Zitlabud. Zitlabud. Okay. I think if and, you say it with conviction, you know, it'll be fine. Okay. I should, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have put a, a question mark there at the end of my pronunciation, but uh, Zitlabug and uh, Bredeblik. 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 Uh, that is happening at 1245 alongside Servette versus Chelsea. Which of these two games are you keeping an eye on or would you recommend that our listeners do? Well, um, considering that the top two teams uh, qualify uh, for the quarterfinals, I think Zitlabud and Bredlabik will have a real tough um, chance to get in those top two. Uh, so I'll definitely be watching Servette against Chelsea. Um, even though Servette lost 5-0 against Wolfsburg, this should be you know, a um, comfortable tie for Chelsea. I'll be really interested in see how Emma Hayes manages her squad and rotates players considering that she has to balance the the WSL with the Champions League as well. Very interesting. Okay, moving on to the 3 p.m. Eastern window. Juventus versus, versus Wolfsburg and PSG versus Real Madrid. These are two four well four big teams, two big matchups. Uh which one of these are you uh yeah, I think I'll be flitting in between. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to pick one. Yeah. Um, well, if I had to pick one, I think I'd go for uh, Juventus against Wolfsburg. Um, okay. Juventus under Joe Montemuro, they made great strides, uh, oh, narrowly losing to Chelsea 2-1 in the earlier group stage game. Um, but it'll be really interesting it, how they come up against another tough test with Wolfsburg um Wolfsburg lost to Chelsea in the quarterfinal last year so it'll be um uh you know a tactical masterclass I think from both sides okay moving on to Wednesday the early window Barcelona versus Hoffenheim and Coach versus Arsenal which of these is your pick uh, again I think they're quite um similar in terms of there's a clear favorite um, Barcelona sure. shouldn't have any problems against Hoffenheim. It's the first time in the European competition for Hoffenheim. And likewise with the Arsenal fixture, um, there they should win comfortably on that. So uh, it'll be very much kind of basking in um, the favourites' talent rather than uh, a real tasty affair. But it's football, you know. Who who knows? Uh, what will happen on the field compared to on paper, but I think these will be comfortable um, games for both Barcelona and Arsenal. 
And lastly, on Wednesday in the later window, Benfica versus Haken. And then, I don't know, I kind of feel like there's a, there's a queer favorite in between these two games. There's Benfica versus Haken and then Lyon versus Bayern Munich. Both teams at the top of their uh, at at the top of their group, the two top teams in that group. I've set yeah. you up to name Leon Byron as as the game, but is that the game <laughs> for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Leon against Bayern Munich. That's the one you've got to watch. Um, Leon, as I said earlier, have uh, started their Champions League campaign really well. Uh, Bayern Munich uh, they struggled against Benfica, only um, drawing nil nil. So. That kind of sent alarm bells ringing a bit, um, but they progressed to the semi-final last year, um, losing to eventual finalist Chelsea. So um, it will be the first proper test for Leon as well, which will be interesting. Okay, I think we're all set. Charlotte Harper, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and telling us everything we need to know about the Women's Champions League. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Elsewhere in soccer today, there's action in Brazil as Grêmio takes on Fluminense. That's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. There's also Canadian Premier League action. York United takes on Forch FC on Fox Soccer+, Plus or on One Soccer in Canada. Outside of that, it's pretty quiet. The men's international window is here, and we'll have more on that this coming week. Thanks for listening to Soccer Every Day. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.